Curtain Jerks is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android... Whoa! <coughs> Lightning! <coughs> Smoke! <coughs> yeah! Mm-hmm. Love to read! Yeah! Uh-huh. Macho Good man, times! Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage, what are you doing here? Yeah, love to read. Talking about reading. Yeah, got a book right here. Uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute. You know, with audible.com backslash audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. There's a lot of slashes in there. I don't know if any of those are accurate. Really? Let me try that again. Uh, you know, at audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network, you can read things with your ears on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. What do you mean? I don't have to pick up a book no more. Yeah, you had the most muscular pinky I'd ever seen when you that, picked up that book. That's right. The the uh, See, the problem is that I have with books is they're my enemy. Yeah, because I always get paper cuts. That's why I always got tape on my fingers. Uh-huh. Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. You don't have to cut your fingers anymore on books. You can listen to these books. No more paper cuts? No more paper cuts. The beauty of Audible is I got no more paper cuts, so I can read even more with my ears. That sounds like a hell of a slogan. The beauty of Audible is no more paper cuts. No more paper cuts for the Macho Man, uh-huh. Huh, no. So you're telling me that I gotta pay for no more paper cuts? See, that's the beauty part, Macho Man Randy Savage. With this, you get a free audiobook once you use the uh, Curtain Jerks promo code. Free audiobook? Aha, uh-huh, yeah, I dig it. Mm-hmm. That's free, and then you're also gonna be free of paper cuts. Free of paper cuts, free of free downloads, free everything. Aha, uh-huh, the show is free. I like it. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what, Macho Man Randy Savage? You're welcome. Let's go to the circus. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. And joining us in a little bit, as you have probably heard last week, maybe you're a new listener this week and you're going, get to it. Where is it? More John Morrison. That's right. So if you're going to start scrolling, start scrolling now. But unless we all sound exactly the same, you won't be able to find it. That's right. So listen to the whole episode. Yeah, listen to the whole episode, because there's fun. We're comedians who live in Hollywood, who work in Hollywood, and who hate Hollywood. That's right. That's the only way to work here. Yeah. You gotta hate the town. Yeah. You gotta hate the town to love the town. Yeah. And we're doing a wrestling podcast that's funny for you. Hollywood. When did we move to Hollywood? I thought we worked and lived in Los Angeles. It's. It sounds more glamorous to say Hollywood. California. That's true. Although it's not. That's what Bobby Heenan's old thing was, is he always said he was from... Uh, he said he was from Beverly Hills because that's glamorous. He says, you yeah. ever been to Hollywood or Los Angeles? No. God it's terrible. No. Yeah, it's really rough. But it makes it sound like we're working. Yeah, well, Hollywood where the stars are paved with stars. And the stars do not go there. That's true. You avoid Hollywood. Like, you just avoid Hollywood because traffic's bad. I It took me two hours to leave Hollywood the other night. Two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Uh, did you know where your car was? Yes, I was in my car, uh, going up Highland, which was, the, which, was, which was the mistake. I did have my shoes on. Uh, had, uh, then I don't know. I don't see what the problem was. Why did it take you two hours? Uh, I was taking Highland, which is like the Times Square of, uh, of streets in Los Angeles. That's true. It is the Times Squares of streets in Los Angeles. So I ended up going around it and just took forever to get out of Hollywood. 
Everybody's trying the, to get the, into Hollywood. I'm trying to get out of Hollywood. Here, here's the new listener listening to the show right now. Where the fuck are you going to talk about John Morrison? Yeah, it's just uh, ripping the lining off your couch waiting for it. Yeah. It's coming. Don't worry. Yeah, we're going yeah, to talk about traffic in a lot of it. exciting places. <laughs> uh, speaking of exciting places, I just got back from Comic-Con this week. How was it? It was in San Diego. Yeah, it's far. <laughs> yeah, it is far. And it was fun. You were dressed up? I, I was dressed to the nines. Yeah, I saw your I saw your outfit. You look pretty good. Yeah, uh, if you're wondering what I was dressed like, uh, listeners, uh, if you go to youtube.com slash curtain jerks podcast, we posted three videos there, which you will see the outfit that I got. And I have to give a big thanks to um, my friend. It was an early birthday present. My friend Steve, who's a listener. Uh, I won't give out his last name because he's paranoid that the Xbox One has a camera in it. So if he ever bought it, that, that camera's just filming him all the time. And that he would be like they would then see him. Well, how would this, that have to? Com- what would that have to do with his last name? Well, because if he's that paranoid that some guy who works at Microsoft is going to be watching him all day, sitting in front of, uh, uh, no, his I, Xbox. you know what, I, I should point this out. Uh, I'll call him Steve. I've, I've met this Steve, right? Yeah, I've, this Steve. Hi, how you doing? You're absolutely <laughs> correct. The Xbox One will have a camera, and it will always be on because it's waiting for you to say Xbox One turn on, and then it can turn on. That's fine if they want to watch me at home in my underwear. That's true. That's true. But that's not just Microsoft. Microsoft then gives all its data to the government. That's if they want to watch me. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah, their loss. <laughs> if you want to watch him go, God, he's touching himself again. Yeah. Can I have a lunch break, please? He just keeps touching himself. Yeah. Sorry. Wash your hands before you touch the controller for crying out loud. Yeah, that's the the poor guy who's saying that has Don't got. Don't eat those chips. Jesus he Christ. He is fluent in Farsi, and he has to watch you pick your own butthole before you play uh, Metal Gear Solid 9. Oh, God. What a terrible game. It's going to be open world. <laughs> oh, boy. And Kiefer Sutherland's taking over for Solid Snake. Nobody nobody wanted any of that. Yeah, nobody asked for that. Speaking uh, of which, so, Comic-Con. So, Steve, Steve V, thank you so much because he got me a gift of a uh, of a, a certain robe that a wrestler wears that I had asked for the listeners on the on the podcast. And him and his lovely wife, uh, Kaylin, got it for me. And so then I, I scrambled and, and, and uh, had a, a cosplay outfit, as it's referred to. I was in cosplay. Man, you were a, a, a cosplay gal. I, w- I was a cosplay gal. Cool. Man, I got goosed by so many old men. I, God, that probably does happen at Comic-Con, doesn't it? It does. Lou Ferrigno goosed me. Jeez, you're a lucky man. I said, stop, and he goes, sorry, I can't hear you. He can't. I can't hear you. I don't know what you did. The way, he, the way he said that made me think that he knew exactly what he was doing. It seemed like it. Yeah. He's like, sorry, I'm just going to go lift some comic book. Would you go again? Would you go to Comic-Con again? I would go again. Uh, I heard it was like shoulder to shoulder though with people and just packed. It's there's certain spots where it's pretty bad. Hey, listeners, if you've never been to Comic Con, I know a lot of you are across the pond, as they say. Uh, that it's it's yeah, it's a it's a ocean of humanity. There's over a hundred twenty five thousand people there. That's a lot. You know, I think, uh, honestly, if there was a terrorist attack at Comic-Con, it would do more to our, like, pop culture than any other target in the United States. Yeah, forget, like, you will never find a a vlog again. They'll just all be gone. Well, maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) Not that I endorse it. Oh, jeez. Check out our videos, please. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. So, uh, I... We'll, we'll keep some surprises. If you're already watching the YouTube page, you already know what some things happen there. But I'll, I'll give you a teaser. Uh, of sorts, uh, 
that we we talked uh i talked with um a uh a, a fan of wrestling that saw me and i brought him good fortune by being there that was a very interesting thing so go check out that his name's ivan that was pretty cool uh talked with some uh a creator of a of a comic book that we're going to get to a little bit later on and uh saw a gentleman by the name of daniel bryan oh indeed sir yes uh and that is an exclusive hard-hitting encounter that you can only get at youtube.com slash curtain jerks podcast if you want to see what went down between me and daniel bryan that's the only place you're gonna know and i understand we have some exclusive audio from this that we're gonna be playing next week on the podcast that's right you gotta wait a whole week to hear what happened but you can go to youtube right now youtube.com slash curtain jerks podcast and see what happened wow i am excited you know what things are the old curtain jerks train is on fire just barreling down the tracks yeah uh, yeah just yeah. Laying down tracks. Daniel Bryan, that guy's a former Money in the Bank winner. That's true. He's he, like... He, SummerSlam main eventer, yeah, Daniel Bryan. SummerSlam main eventer against John Cena. Hey, speaking of which, this is a podcast about wrestling. I we, mentioned that. Did we? Yeah, oh. I did. I thought we said we were living in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, but I mentioned the wrestling part, too. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, we also <laughs> swear. Shit. Uh, well, we... Talk ha- sucking, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, that... Uh, yeah, we get a lot of guests in here from time to time. John Morrison's going to be on here today, but we have surprises from time to time on the show where people just come in and do stuff. And I mentioned Money in the Bank because a big money. There's two Money in the Bank winners. You have your Damian Sandow, and then we have Randy Orton. Uh, that was unexpected. A lot of people didn't think he was going to take that Money in I the Bank. I didn't think he was going to take it. Did you think he was going to take no, it? No, brings him back into the main event picture, which was sort of, I guess, everybody thinks he's kind of boring and slow, but I mean... He's still pretty exciting, right? When he comes on the on our podcast, he's a little odd. Like he he seems to really let loose, like a character that's not on the show, but it's him as a person. I guess is how I'd best describe it. Coming, what through? Oh, uh, coming well, through. Well, it's uh, Randy. I was going to introduce you because I knew you were Excuse here today. Excuse me, everybody. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Randy Orton. Thanks for having me. Randy, you're very welcome. It's it as Steve mentioned, it's it's exciting to have you back in the main event picture. The title picture. Yes. Championship. Oh. <laughs> Are you matches. Okay. Uh, this is sometimes a problem on the show, everybody. Randy talks I mean you you talk a little slow. You're it's called cutting promos scott narver and some people have got it in their blood okay and Uh, other people mm -hmm. are methodical you're methodical just like you me you (laughs) yeah you me yeah randy people want to be excited for you again people want to see that that young uh Vipe, you're holding up your Money in the Bank briefcase. You just, as I was talking, you slowly held up your Money in the Bank briefcase, and you're still holding it above your head. It's red. That's exciting. Signifying the raw. Do you know what's in this briefcase? Your contract for Money in the Bank. And? Well, I don't know. Do you keep some of your ring gear in there, perhaps? Do you keep... And? uh, Perhaps a a lunch, maybe, so you always have something on the go. You're, You're a... 
You could there's, say there's weird it used to be my lunch. Um, I didn't want to bring this up because there is a very pungent smell in here. I shit in Money <laughs> in the Bank briefcase. No, Randy, I'm come on. ribbing myself. Randy, no, come on, you... You're a guy that's known to shit in other people's bags and and Scott Narver, I'm the biggest diva I know. Why would you So I shit in my Money in the Bank briefcase. (laughs) Don't shit in your own bag. Can you imagine the look (laughs) on Mike Kyoto's face when he opens up that briefcase to get my contract out? I, I don't want I that poor Mike Kyoto. Why do that to Mike Kyoto? Why do that to yourself? You're traveling around. With I'm a big face. prankster. <laughs> You've now that I'm back in the title hunt, I've got a big, <laughs> big smelly, <laughs> smelly, uh-huh. hard, what goopy smile on my face. Randy, I don't know when you're gonna and challenge a big me. toothy <laughs> turd. In my briefcase. Why are there teeth in it? I like eating the head. <laughs> no, Randy, I don't know when you're going to challenge for the money in the bank, but... SummerSlam. I hope so, because otherwise you're going to be... I'm going to be ruining SummerSlam for everybody. I'm going to be challenging at SummerSlam. Well, I'd rather you did that than you have to carry around this shit-infested briefcase where I'm not even going to... Sh- oh. That's just so terrible. You could be carrying it around for months. It's just going to stink and be, be nasty. Scott Narver, Steve Sears, let me ask you something. Have you ever seen a white turd? No. One of those sun-baked little Oh, I thought you meant slugs na- that look like it escaped from a tiny dog. Well, I baking I, okay. in the sun. I assume ruining a lawn you might want to lay down on. Well, I apologize. I thought you meant like someone laid out a white one, like fresh, as though that's uh, I said no. That's the condition. That's a very, (laughs) very, what very dangerous. What is that condition? Condition. What is that condition? Blankophagia. (laughs) Blankophagia. How does one contract blankophagia, Randy Orton? Usually, it happens. After you consume fecal matter and tan, <laughs> if you... your body leaches the melatonin from your skin from sunlight, or is that serotonin? I'm not sure. And the tanning then <laughs> activates the blankophagia, which makes your turds come out albino. Randy, as much of a prankster as you are, you seem to know and obsess with shit just far too much. I am. You are obsessed. You are obsessed with shit. <laughs> Randy, I think this is a bad habit you're getting. Don't put the briefcase back up. There are little dribbles. There are Sorry. dribbles coming out of the side. Sorry, it opened. Sorry. Look, uh, oh God. Oh my God. I'm gonna get some paper towels. That won't cut it. Please I'll get cleaners. Be back randy don't watch in los angeles for SummerSlam. randy you're walking so slow don't walk like you do for your entrance get there's shit on our disc oh uh, there's shit on our dicks <laughs> scott <laughs> no there's shit on our desk oh 
I was about to say because if there was oh. shit on our dicks, I would have. I wish that I. God, I feel like shit on our dicks is probably the most offensive thing I've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> no, really? No, it's not. What's the worst thing I ever said? You said some bad stuff. Uh, this is a. Th- that was a great opportunity also to make ringtones. Uh, shit on our dicks. <laughs> is a, I'll say it, Scott. If you could say it, Scott said it first. And then I didn't. I'll, I said shit on our desk. Sound like dicks. I didn't say shit on our dicks. I thankfully I've never had shit on my dick. I can I can I can thankfully say that as a with a clear conscience and a clean dick. You know, you know I think John's gonna be really happy that he was a part of this episode. Well, God, I feel like you know I think we've got the parental uh, little disclaimer on the front of this episode oh, on yeah. iTunes, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of shit hitting something that is not warranted. Oh, hard not hitting, wanted, hard shitting, hard shitting. This. There's a fan involved, and that shit hit that fan. Tell me about it. Do you know what happened yesterday? What happened yesterday? TNA, the latest of yeah. who's been released. Sorensen? That's right. Sorensen. Sorensen. Jesse Sorensen. Now, I saw the headlines. Sadly, I don't I don't have the reference. Who is he? What? Tell me. Jesse Sorensen uh, in TNA was the kid who fought Zima Ion. In a pay-per-view? I don't remember which pay-per-view. This isn't the guy with the blonde dreadlocks, is it? No, no, no. That's uh, uh, Gunner Light. Right. That's Gunner Light. Um, this is the kid that Zima Ion did that flip and then broke the kid's neck. Oh, wow. He broke his neck in a match. Um, now, what is strange is, I think, from that came from this is Dixie then promised him a job for life. Like you're employed forever. This is so sad that it happened to you. You are you forever have employment, which is you know you feel bad for the guy. I would sooner go, oh my god, this is terrible. We're gonna cover your medical bills and we're gonna look out for you. Yeah, not go, you know, till the day you die, you will be receiving paychecks from TNA. Well, so is this guy? Is he an invalid? Is he can he not do function? What's the I, from what I know is he had surgeries. I don't know if he was ever going to be able to compete in the ring again, but he just was, you know, the the wrestling career, as far as I knew, was over. But he was still a functioning uh, quadruped, a biped. He's a he's a functioning biped with a finger paralysis, uh, full use surgery. Finger analysis, uh well, she's sounds like a high school pastime. Hey oh. Uh no, I think oh, Steve's gonna get on Facebook after this and look up some familiars. Well no, finger Alice sounds hilarious to me. <laughs> Fingers Alice this uh new tag team. Yeah, this is a great tag team. Uh I think it's like when has and when has it ever been a good idea to give someone lifetime employment? I don't know. I can't think of a scenario. But think- that's what that's what the issue is right now because everybody's going after Dixie. For for releasing him? Yeah, for reneging on this, that it's you didn't give him full-time employment. I don't understand why you would in the first place. I'm, is this, what are you going to pay a guy to is do? Is this just a case of internet accountability? Like, everyone's like, hey, you said this, and now you're doing something different. I think that, like, that's sort of what it sounds like to me. Also, uh, covering sort of medical stuff is great, but, like, where is the where does the responsibility end, you know? I mean, shouldn't you blame Zima Ion? He is the guy that tried to take him out of the business forever. I mean, think about Bully Ray. He was hitting guys with hammers and pulled back the apron on the ring, and then <laughs> Pow drove Sting right into that wood. Hey, but, Scott, that was real. I know, I know, gosh. No, I think, like, it's sort of, how does that... 
it seems like this sort of – I seem to be making it more of a moral issue than I guess it needs to be. But well, I – yeah, I, I'm not so quick to attack Dixie on this. I know a lot of people are. This just seems like a weird spot of like she shouldn't have ever said that in the first place. Yeah. If it was indeed said. I feel bad for this kid, Jesse. I feel bad for everybody that's getting cut. D'Lo Brown, uh, Christian York, uh, Gunner Light, that is. Oh, jeez. Um, him too? Uh, yeah, a, a bunch of guys are getting are getting released, or they're asking for the releases. So everybody seems to speculate TNA's in a lot of trouble. They're 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 going to be gone by the end of the year. Which That's such a shame because it seems like the, this last year has been some of the most exciting stuff I've seen. Like whenever I turn been. on TNA, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll watch the full episode. There's no, I'm not going to be bored. Oh yeah, I'll watch the full episode. Oh yeah. Uh, when have you ever sat down and be like, ah, I'm only going to watch half of Breaking Bad. I'm sure it's not going to be interesting by the end. I've still never seen Breaking Bad. I think you'd like it. Would I? Yeah. For a guy that don't do the drugs? I don't do meth, and I like Breaking Bad. Yeah, but do you think about meth? I, yeah, after watching Breaking Bad, <laughs> I suppose I do. <laughs> do you? Is meth seem intriguing after watching that show? Is it like a pro-meth show? No, I don't think so. Is it anti-meth? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the only reason you support meth is all like, oh, man, I sure hope they get that batch of meth done so they can pay for their lives. <laughs> well, see, I watch wrestling and I go like, man, I want to get in the ring and wrestle. So you don't think if I watch Breaking Bad, I'll go, man, I want to hang out with those bald guys and do meth. Bal oh, I guess they are all bald in their final season, huh? I, whenever I see photos, they're all bald. Well, the problem is for me is uh, when and I watch then I'm fascinated whenever I see Brian Cranston do something else, I go, how do you get that hair? Every time I watch Game of Thrones, I want everyone close to me who I ever cared about to die. What? Oh, spoiler I don't alert. watch Game of Thrones either, so I don't get that. Oh, it's a good show. I don't have time. I got to watch 19 hours of wrestling every week and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I wonder if that's what I'm a man child. Like, I wonder if they're always complaining about, like, if, if that's what it is with TNA. If the ratings are low... And or if they're somewhat in trouble, but the market is so saturated with wrestling right now. Can you do that again? The more market like a, is like so saturated more, with wrestling. More, more Japanese guy. The market is. I I don't want it to Spaniard seem, into Japanese. Thank guy. you. But I think if it's Spaniard, I won't feel like I'm being offensive. The market is so saturated with wrestling. Every time you say so, make it Japanese. Everything else Spaniard. Okay. The market is so saturated with so much wrestling. <laughs> um, God, did you, is that toe in the line? No, no. No. There's no line toe. Yeah, I i don't have any toes. This is always my contention, though, with everybody oh, is always so quick to jump on TNA and the low ratings and all that stuff. But what always bothers me is TV is not measured accurately. In terms of uh, ratings, viewing, how do you... Well, here's what I mean. Because Nielsen you... boxes aren't even really in, in the picture anymore. Well, you go buy a movie ticket, and that's what... Your money counts directly because you're buying that ticket. That We got one! Goes. Yeah, it yeah. goes to the box office. Like, that's that's it. Like, that's all there is to it. You buy music, same thing. You buy the CD, you buy it online, digitally. Like, that money then goes towards that. When you watch television... It's not accounted for. Nielsen was the big thing. Like, did you ever know anyone with the Nielsen box? I, the, I, the like the rumor was a friend of a friend knew someone with the Nielsen box, or someone got an offer for a Nielsen box, and everyone was like, "You're an idiot! How could you turn that down?" You know? Yeah. So all think of all the the Monday Night Wars, all that stuff. Like, when you were watching, when you watched it live, and you didn't want to miss it, you weren't taping it, you were watching it. You didn't count. You weren't you weren't accounted for. 
all wherever your ratings lied, wherever you switched to, you didn't count. Unless you had a Nielsen box lister. If you had a Nielsen box, good for you. You counted. Shame on you for watching Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> but now I, I know there's other things in place other than Nielsen, but Nielsen still exists. So there's TiVo used to count for a little bit because they had said when that Janet Jackson nipple they, slip yeah, thing TiVo, happened, like, it was the most uh, rewound thing in, in TiVo history. Which sort of at that point revealed that TiVo could track what people were rewinding or fast forwarding. That's fine, but what is truly accounted for? I don't think TV's measured accurately. I think when I watch, I have cable, when I'm watching live, and that's live on the West Coast because I'm watching it three hours later because Cox Cable is, is, a, is an asshole. Uh, this is a very accurate title. So, uh, I'm not counting for their ratings. I have a feeling, though, that I think with cable, like digital, especially digital cable, I'm sure there's got to, they can track the most saved or the most saved programming. Like, that's sort of but weird because this... it's an invasion of privacy, but at the same time, but they no, got to know, sh- right? It should be tracked. It should be a rating. There should be this rating that exists. I think I'm accounted for something else that they're just aware that I'm watching this or what I'm recording. But I don't think, since we all don't know, much like how we know about music and much like how There movies, isn't the transaction to sort of let you know what the count is. Yeah, I'm paying money. I'm wanting to watch the shows I want to watch, and they don't get credit for it. So the things I do like don't get those ratings. They don't get that ad revenue. They don't get those things. So that way, the shows I like stay on the air. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching Two and a Half Men. I'm not watching... Uh, a bunch of shows that are these highly rated shows. I think I'm that, watching Impact and Impact's not getting my rating. Well, it's, what's interesting, which me out. I think in the future, it's going to be you're going to be watching it through cloud computing or you're going to be watching it online. And then the, when then they'll know how many viewers. It's when, the same as YouTube videos. When is the future, Steve? I rewatched the trailer for Virtuosity and that was the future. And that was 1999. Was it? Yes, uh, that was the future where they had all the killers in the world in one man, and that man is Russell Crowe. Yeah, Sid 6.5. <laughs> I love that you know that. This is my, Virtuosity is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Sadly, it's one of my favorite. I think that Scott... The that future, was 1999! The future Russell is now. Russell Crowe! The future Sid is 6. now. 6.849 pie got loose. Virtual killer got loose. I can't count for impact. That's right, and you're back in the box. So cool. So cool. I, I think there's going to be an accountability. The people are going to start watching it online. You're going to be able to know. But how, It's a like, broken system. It is a broken system. And I think that's the only, and I the think only thing. And should these, recognize that before they go making that argument all the time. It's nobody's like, watching. Nobody cares about TNA. Yeah, yeah. I think people are watching. Like, you watch those crowds when the, now that TNA is traveling. People are watching. People are crazy and happy to be there. It's so much better than the Impact Zone where everybody's wearing Impact T-shirts, but there's no impact for them. Like, their faces are just blank. Yeah, I've seen this already. Yeah, it's like people bored at a chicken fight that's like... Cockfight. Cockfight, sorry. Cox cable. Uh, I think there's sort of... Like, the fact that they're traveling, it costs more, but it's also, like, the best thing they could be doing because they're putting on a better product because of it. I'd like to go. Me too. Um... Well, did we, we, I guess we didn't really uh, come up with a solution, but I feel like we definitely, Hey, I'm, I'm not, I don't live in the land of virtuosity. I don't know how to do it, but it sh- there should be a system in place where if I'm watching television, that it counts for that. I think it's such a shame that we wrestling fans, we watch these things and it doesn't happen. Well, I think I'm sure the WWE app is sort of keeping track of like, 
Oh man, people really want to know what's going oh, on. Oh man, people keep writing in asking where Jeff Hardy is. Oh, so many people are wondering. That's you know what you know what it is the WWE app is sort of this great opportunity for people to write in and find out where's the WWE app. What is the WWE app? That's why they keep uh, that's why they keep plugging it is because people keep asking about it with the WWE app. Exactly. It sounds like also me having a heart attack. <laughs> WWE app. <laughs> that's what. They're constantly trying to kill Michael Cole if he doesn't say it. Like, they have a switch of death. Uh, speaking and of... Every time he says it, he saves his own life. Speaking of uh, killing Michael Cole, have, did you watch <laughs> Raw on Monday? I did. I did watch Raw on Monday. Awesome. Awesome main event with Daniel Bryan. Like, so very, very, very Oh, very you cool. mean the guy that I have an exclusive hard-hitting encounter with at Comic-Con? YouTube.com slash Curtain Jerks Podcast? And next week on the podcast? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that Daniel Bryan? That Daniel Bryan. I heard of him. Uh, at the very end of the match, like when he's facing Ryback, uh, he's getting pulled up into a, into a pile driver. and Powerbomb. Powerbomb, excuse me. And Michael Cole. <laughs> fucking idiot. Michael Cole is on. He's stupid. He's on commentary, and he's literally saying, no, 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 no. And I was like, wow, that was weird. Like, he, Michael Cole is yelling, no, 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 no. Yeah, you shouldn't scream stuff like what we scream. You're supposed to be the storyteller. Yeah, he's, but I liked that he was sort of, like, so caught up that he, like, he was like, oh, my God. No, 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 I think JBL was trying to give him a wet willy at that time. Yeah, he was just, yeah, hopefully in his ear. <laughs> hopefully. So many stories. Uh, it's time for the plug of the week. Before we get to the John Morrison interview, the plug of the week. As I said, I was at Comic-Con this week in San Diego, and I came across this awesome booth that uh, has a comic book, a wrestling comic book, called Headlocked, The Last Territory. And I spoke with Mike Kingston about this comic book. Now, I read it. I dig it. It's a, it's a convention-exclusive preview edition, so that means there's a lot more. Um, and I just, I wet my whistle as Steve put it so eloquently before we recorded, uh, my appetite got wet. It got peaked because uh, any of those sort of Comic-Con preview issues sort of just get you ready for the whole series or for the actual issues. Yeah. So I thought I, I give a, the, the brief little synopsis of about what this comic is about. And if I go into more than that, I feel like I'm giving too much away. So here's what I'll say. Here's the, here's the skinny of it. Mark Hartman is a skinny theater major who dreams of a future in the arts. That's like me. That's what I told Mike. I'm like, hey, that's kind of like me. That is until he discovers professional wrestling. We'll see. I'm going to stop right there. I feel if I give out more than that, that's too much. But I will say this. There's involvement from many professional wrestlers uh, that are contributing to this project. Uh, covers drawn by Jerry the King Lawler. Also involvement from Rob Van Dam. Christopher Daniels, Ken Anderson, Shane Helms, Beth Phoenix, and tons more. If you want to find out more information, and I highly suggest that you do, go to www.headlockedcomic.com. Headlocked, L-O-C-K-E-D, that is. And now, do we? you have a video with him, an interview? I or? do. I talk, I talk with Mike. Um, and also, that you can find on the YouTube.com uh, slash Curtain Jerks podcast. That is um, as well. Like just a quick side note: in that interview, he mentions that this is uh, based around the serialized television show format, like your your Breaking Bad's and your Mad Men and stuff. And just reading it right now, the from looking through it, 
I think that's sort of such an awesome, untapped sort of mode of storytelling yeah. for wrestling, especially for behind the scenes stuff. It could be, it's really, it does have that element of like an AMC or an HBO show. So that's what's exciting. I'd love to see more of it. Yeah, it's got really cool artwork, and like I said, I enjoyed what I've seen so far. And the biggest thing of all is what they were doing there at, at Comic-Con is they got a Kickstarter, you know? And you, it's good to go check it out. At least give it a look-see. Kickstarter, uh, search Headlocked. You'll find it real easily. And they've got tons of cool packages where you can help contribute to the project, get involved, getting T-shirts, getting comics digitally, buying them online. And, of course, check out their comics. They're available at headlockedcomic.com check those guys out they're really super cool guys and like i said wrestlers are involved some of your favorite wrestlers are involved in this project so check that out i highly highly recommend it and i think now it's time for uh what's that guy john hennigan oh i think you mean jomo oh jomo the the sultan of uh squat no that's sandlot the sultan Um, of squats probably uh yeah the the friday night delight the uh, the shaman of sexy, which I don't like to call him that. Well, it's always weird when you say that to his face. It just sort of gives you a nod, like Scott. <laughs> hey, you're that sexy guy, right? <laughs> that's yeah. Sadly, that's how we always say hi to John. <laughs> um, this is real fun. We t- we talk wrestling and all that good stuff. And uh, this is is uh, we recorded last week with him and, and Jeff Carrier. You'll still hear Jeff there with us uh, from Out of Your Mind Fitness. And uh, this is more talking. And enjoy John talking about wrestling. We are back. This is Curtain Jerks. Uh, and we have the guest again here. All these championships he's won. Slammy Wars. He's on the podcast. John Morrison is here. Good to be back. You know what would be nice once for an introduction is if someone started introducing me as a future award winner and then just named off a bunch of awards that I could future, potentially... Future Emmy award winner. I think what you Thank want you. to do is he wants post-production. So you go, uh, John Morrison, future award winner, blank space, blank space, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. And then we put in what those awards are. Future either, either Cable Ace award winner. Yeah, and then and then maybe... Future Nickelodeon's Choice uh, Kids winner. Uh, future Thank Tony you. award winner. <laughs> Thank John you very Morrison. much. Future I appreciate that. Us Weekly Sex Scandal winner. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, it happens to everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Nothing wrong with that. Future TMZ uh, Party Boy winner. You know, to be honest... It was Oscar weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. And we have uh, Jeff Carrier is still here with us as well. Hey, uh, yo. He's uh, just joining up. He's doing exercises. The guy's so dedicated. Out of his mind. Dedicated to fitness. But this I, is. I just saw this this uh, bookcase and just had this overwhelming urge to bench press it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're t- talking with John because uh, our listeners have to know wrestling stuff and what's going on with John and the projects that you're working on. I can say one of the projects you're working on, we just released a teaser trailer for it uh, the On Your Mark show with host Mark E. Extreme. Which you were a guest on that. Let me say, I was expecting something a lot different when I got to that on your mark thing. Like I thought, like uh, um, I thought it was going to be like kind of a regular sit down interview, and the, the, that Marky Extreme is uh, obviously a, a huge wrestling fan and a, and a little bit of a weird guy, and um, but more more so than that, like a a big fan of himself, and um, not necessarily the best interviewer, but uh, I've seen him wrestle. He he's really good. Who does he, does he wrestle? That dummy in the backyard. 
Uh, uh, Hochi, well, Huchu, what's his, uh, Hochi, who's it? He, he named the, the practice dummy? Yeah, yeah what's that Well, I saw name? him wrestle Tim the Jewel Man Taylor in, a, in, a epic, <laughs> in an epic 12-minute bout. Like, it, so many false finishes from the get-go. Like, he was good. You didn't have a good time? Oh, no, no. Like, uh, I, I love it. I think everyone should, uh, I think everyone should check it out. Oh, everyone well, should check it out. Wrestling's yeah. a different beast, isn't it? It's a yeah, it is, beast. it is a different beast. You yeah. know, I was excited. I'm just. They can see the teaser trailer. It's on your mark show, uh, youtube.com slash on your mark show, and they can see you in the teaser trailer, and you'll have a full episode coming out soon. Well, I, and I, uh, I urge everybody 100% to check out this interview because it was uh, it was a little bit awkward, and it was, uh, I think, one of the most interesting things that I've ever done, and I, uh, <laughs> I urge everybody to check it out. I was really pushing my uh, my acting background. I wanted to get a I wanted to get something solid that I could really say like, hey. John Morrison is now an actor, <laughs> right? That's what right. I was going for with this with this interview, and it didn't really work out that way. And um, I, I I think it's really so then interesting. you had to settle for us for this wrestling podcast. We're like, all right, fine, so anyway, I'm not, well, no, I mean, I'm not here to talk about wrestling. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk <laughs> oh, about shit. my. Uh oh, let's talk about my SAG card. Oh yeah. Uh, Speaking of your no, SAG I, card, I think, I think are everyone... you going to TNA? <laughs> <laughs> is that a SAG thing? I yeah, it. I'm just going by acronyms. <laughs> really, oh, okay. that was a loosely based. Do you have to sign up for the unions when you when you do the wrestling shows? No, absolutely not. Well, I you're mean, on I think TV. that's part of the whole thing with the uh, the health insurance and the benefits and the pension. Oh yeah. That's like uh, that's why wrestlers care about that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I never. It, I never it is an interesting that. thing, like how they've uh, they. Like wrestling federations have uh, have sidestepped the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, and um, somehow figured out a way to have on-air talent not be a part of any union. That explains why SmackDown is never nominated for the SAG Awards. Ah, right. I mean, that's probably the, the only reason. Well, who will win, Sheamus or Philip Seymour Hoffman? Who knows? Uh, the BAFTAs, yeah, to get Sheamus on there. The British. Uh, oh yeah, I was thinking. I thought. I, I what's, what's thought, the BAFTAs? I, I thought British be- something 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 some theater arts. Man, I should be up for one of those then, huh? Yeah. At some point. Well, uh, here's open. <laughs> you Sharknado two. Oh please, yes. <laughs> you just did uh, a picture was is tweeted out of you working with Tiny Lister Jr. You were a cop, and he was your your uh, your perp. He that was you were, the perp. Yeah. Um, for I've, fans, that's Zeus from No Holds Barred. Yeah, or, or Debo from Friday. Exactly. Um, yeah, the it, guy, was, uh, it was president really, of the yeah, world president from, of the world from, from Fifth, Fifth Element. Element. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, working with Tiny was awesome, man. Um, and and uh, it definitely, first of all, like uh, I, I loved that he just called me Nitro the whole time, on on set. <laughs> nice. He, like the stunt coordinator was was putting together this this huge fight scene. Is this guy from like the the fifties? And he's like, Yo, Tiny, you, when when John Wayne threw a punch, you gotta cross the face. And make it a big movie punch. I know, I know, you guys have done some stuff before, but let me let me tell you this, how this fight scene is gonna go. And then um, this was John Ford. This yeah, he was he was a uh, he's, he's, I don't know I don't want to put him on blast, but he okay, he okay. was an old school stunt coordinator type guy. He was a very nice guy. Cool. And uh, Tiny like kind of listened to him for a few minutes. He was like, Nitro, what do you want to do? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, now, yeah, he was a t- Tiny was a trip, man. The movie was interesting, and I've done uh, I've been doing a lot now. Yeah, you, you constantly. Whenever I see you, you're always talking about this next project you're working on. You just got a feature, yes? Yeah, and um, as part of the uh, as part of this feature, I uh, it's <laughs> hasn't been officially named yet, but sure. it's uh, part of, as part of the feature. I'm, I'm playing the lead of this feature. I've got like 35 to 40 pages of lines that I've, I'm trying to memorize. It's the most lines I've had to memorize for any project, which is a uh, which is awesome, just because it really is boot camp for acting. But it's yeah. also like Holy shit, that's a lot of lines. You got a love um, scene? 
Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't do a movie without at least a couple of love scenes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, so that's, been, how, that's how you seduce her. <laughs> nice to see you, little oh. lady. <laughs> so I've been doing these like six, six to eight hour rehearsals for a uh, man for those love scenes. <laughs> um, no, I've been, I have been doing some rehearsals for for some fights and uh, and the acting in this uh in this feature that's coming up it's shooting starting next week in big bear it's oh, gonna cool. be uh three weeks up there I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and it's it's definitely a, a step for me in in the right direction in the world of acting what's a line that you yell give us one of the what's lines that you just you yelled that someone's far away and either stopping them or tell them to get out of there one. son of a bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no water See some previews I mean, of the all you need to know. Like, I obviously see you as a very highly intellectual person. <laughs> Run! <laughs> He's here. Go! Run now! I, that's I don't know. Uh -oh, I think I just blew the audio out of this thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's perfect. It's oh, perfect. Okay, good. Perfect. Uh, so that's cool. That's exciting because that's your big focus now. You're doing a lot of uh, doing, doing a lot of acting. acting like just uh, just wrapped up on shooting Boone the Bounty Hunter, which is a movie that I co-wrote about. Uh, about a bounty hunter that does parkour to catch his bounties. Cool. And, um, you know, I'm I'm going to probably end up playing the lead. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Boone, I, yeah. Who would have thought? The, the fun thing about Boone is it's, it's very similar to wrestling in a lot of ways. Like, Boone the Bounty Hunter is a reality show bounty hunter, and um, he's he's got his fans, the Boonatics, and he hits things like the Boon Salt. And he boons people, so he's he's turned his name into an adjective, and it's almost like a full wrestling personality. But what's cool about making a movie and, and writing a script is it can dig in to the layers beneath this wrestling persona, and who is this person? Who is this person? This person is portraying behind that. What happens when that's taken away or stripped away from somebody? What does uh, what does a, a man do? So it's a, a redemption story. And if yeah, and if the man we're talking about is Boone, he kicks some ass. Is this, <laughs> Let me is tell this, you. Is this a feature, a short film? Or? It's a feature. We cool. shot we shot a sizzle trailer for it. Very cool. Very wow. cool. That's are you awesome. thinking about doing Kickstarter or anything? Are you going to big time producers or? I'm gonna go. You know what? Um, I don't know. I'm definitely. It's uh. It's been talked about to do a Kickstarter, but in the in the immediate future, it's it's going to a, a about a dozen different producers. Kick ass. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Uh, speaking of kick-ass stuff, uh, recently, this past Sunday, was the uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which yeah. you are familiar with that matchup with uh, ladders and all that. Uh, there was uh, many competitors doing this, and I know you've, you've done those matches before. I wanted to ask you about um, and getting involved in those matches. How do you prep your family for seeing something like that where you, they know you're going to get hurt? They know yeah, you're going to you know, be jumping off a ladder and that, doing something crazy. It's, it's a tough thing, but I kind of just play it down. You know, like like there's different. Like sometimes, if you're if you're got a, a singles match at Mania, you're like, hey guys, watch this. It's gonna be a really good match. For for a lot of those matches, like the TLC and the Money in the Bank matches, I wouldn't tell my my parents or my my family or my loved ones to watch. I would just kind of go for it, and they would inevitably watch. Do they? Do they watch anyway? Yeah, they would totally watch, and then inevitably they would talk after and be like, why do you do that? That's, that's, what were you thinking? It was like, kick-ass. That's exactly yeah. the answer. Yeah, I was thinking it would be pretty awesome. Did your 95-year-old grandmother go like, yeah, yeah, kick their asses! <laughs> <laughs> I remember the pretty one much, show, yeah. <laughs> the, the show that uh, when you and I first started working out together, I went to one of your shows, you got us tickets, and your family was right in front of me. At the at the Staples Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Like, they go, like, you like made a call out to them and 
because you were like pointing toward. I didn't know that was your family. And you like pointed they towards us. So I was like, oh my god, he's saying something about me. What the hell? Pointing front, pointing at me. Pointed right to me. I was like, what? Your mom. Hi, mom. Your mom handed off the the lead pipe or the blackjack. She, yeah, <laughs> mom's always there when you need her. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> a roll of quarters. <laughs> Those are, that's for laundry. Stop it! Don't hit him with that. <laughs> the chloroform rag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, another thing coming up. Uh, oh wait, no! I want to mention this. Uh, one of the guys that was involved in Money in the Bank. Uh, they there was a big brouhaha. There was the shield, and uh, you. Were, I, I sent you this uh, this picture on uh, Twitter about Seth Rollins uh, doing this this uh, was it CrossFit. Doing these CrossFit, I, you, yeah, I show you yeah. This picture. Um, the the picture that you sent was uh was with Seth Rollins doing like a, a handstand push up at this uh, CrossFit gym in in Japan, and um you know like Seth Seth's a, is a really talented guy, and uh <laughs> the, uh, the the handstand push up that he was doing is is cool. It's like a nice uh it's a nice transition into doing some out of your mind fitness type exercises, and I think it's really cool that he's uh he's taking his fitness seriously and um. I think um, if he if he keeps at it, hopefully he'll uh, he'll get into a little bit of better shape, and it'll start um, paying off, and you'll be able to see a difference in his in ring work. Well, yeah, they do wear those the shield wear those tactical vests. Maybe they're trying to hide something. Those are skin tight. <laughs> That's the, the, <laughs> they got a lot of pouches. Yeah, those you are, never know what they've yeah they've got in their cargo pockets, right? <laughs> yeah, there might be Cheetos and Doritos in That's there. That's what I was about to say. It's, <laughs> it's, it's probably not low carb, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, uh, SummerSlam coming up in LA. You've got uh, a big match that everybody's talking about. Can you get us tickets? <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I meant, I'm sorry. I was who let uh, that guy in here? Yeah, <laughs> just sorry. I. Uh, yeah, you got. C- I had I had four beers for lunch. I- <laughs> you got CM Punk, who you, who, who you wrestled in the past, uh, and you have Brock Lesnar, who I think you guys missed each other, right? Like you you weren't there at the same time. We uh, our paths crossed the my very first house show, a live event at UC Davis, where, where I went to school. Um, okay, he was the very first person. He was the school bully. Yeah, he was the, he was the very first person I saw. Like I uh, I just won tough enough. I rode my skateboard to the UC Davis rec hall and down the ramp. And the first person I bumped into was Brock Lesnar, and I picked up my board and I was like, "Hey, what's up, bro?" And um, like he was, <laughs> he was standing next to Kurt Angle, and he just stared at me and didn't say anything. And then um, later Kurt Angle told me that uh, Brock saw me skating down the ramp and thought I was a fan, and told Kurt he was gonna break my neck. <laughs> and um, I think moments before, like Kurt was like, "Oh wait, wait a minute, I think he might uh, he might be one of the guys. I don't think you should hurt him, bro." <laughs> Which uh, which is the very first uh, first time I actually met Brock. It wasn't even a handshake. It was just a mean Brock glare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we we overlapped I think for for a few years and um and since then I had like a real conversation with him a, a, a couple times, and um now he's back. It's kind of cool seeing Brock back. Did you guys ever wrestle together at no. any point? No, I was never. Would you ever want to? That seems like a guy that it's like no, no thanks. What do I have to do in order to get out of this? I really don't <laughs> want to wrestle. Just seems that. like it's going to be painful. It uh, seems like he put seems me like in that ladder match. It seems like he's playing along until something goes wrong, and then he decides to just take someone's arm from like. Brock goes wait, I can do this himself. for yeah. real. Yeah, I I wonder that sometimes too. But uh, you know, honestly, I think it would be awesome to wrestle Brock. I mean, yeah. he's just. He's so interesting to look at because he definitely seems like an evil dude, you know, and like an unpleasant guy, like the kind of guy that if you're sitting at a bar with and like uh, there's just you and Brock Lesnar and you're drinking beers, you might just leave. I don't know. I mean, 
He's, you know, he seems just, like he the was, dude yeah. looks like an actual Viking. He looks yeah. like he could take a, a bite out of that. Yeah. He's a descendant, supposedly, yeah. of Vikings, and it looks like he's not even one generation removed. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he, he stepped off the, he stepped off one of those dragon-shaped boats <laughs> yeah. and shaved yeah. his head yeah. and then went to the gym. And, yeah. He looks and like then, the guy that Hitler was trying to create Minnesota forever. For just like Hitler is like, no, I want this. <laughs> Build this. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's a yeah. good like, I want Unbrock Lesnar! Unbrock Lesnar! Super Soldier, they made Captain America make me a Brock Lesnar! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, questions from our fans. We do jerk tweets every week. Uh, send us your uh, hashtag jerk tweets to curtainjerks on twitter.com. Uh, we've got, let's just fire through some of these here. Uh, Crazy Kid 99 wants to know, John, what is the most awkward moment that you had so far in 2013? I was on this podcast and I was trying to be politically correct, and this host was making Hitler jokes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. What, too soon? No. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag never too soon. Um, Awkward moment in 2013, man. I my life my life is an awkward life. <laughs> <laughs> it's refreshing to hear someone admit it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think every day everyone I've got I've got plenty of uh, plenty of awkward you, moments. You fart in the elevator a lot, and then those people walk on immediately the floor after, like, yeah, oh no, the, no, 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 <laughs> they're gonna know. No, usually if if, if that's the case, I'm always. The guy that's like, yeah. <laughs> Guys, me. this is just a warning. You're stepping into a furnace. <laughs> How's that smell? Good? <laughs> Zishu wants to know, were there any gimmicks in WWE that you flat out refused to do? Um, no, I mean, I, I resisted the name change from Johnny Nitro to John Morrison for a while, but I knew Vince McMahon really wanted that to happen, so eventually I just realized, like, you know what? It's just a name. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I luckily was never pitched any uh, any really crazy like Spirit Squad esque right or uh, hillbilly like weird weird gimmicks. Um, all my gimmicks I kind of was lucky enough to get like, hey Johnny Nitro, you're a, you're a cool like badass like name dropping annoying kid. Hey John Morrison, you're a, you're the, the Friday Night Delight with the pyro and the slow mo. So luckily most of the stuff that I got pitched was uh, pretty cool. Uh, this Scott and I had a were wondering about this earlier. What if you had been pitched the Fandango uh, gimmick? Yeah. Like they was like, yeah, I, I like the pants, but I think they should be more fiery, and we want you to dance more. You know, I I don't know, and um, I I might have I might have embraced it, but I uh, I would have had to put a lot of thought into it, and I really think that uh, Johnny Curtis, man, he there was a guy that like, when I when I first met him that I thought was like a super talented like hell of a nice guy out of the ring but like really bland and i didn't i didn't ever foresee fandango happening and um the way that he made that work taking <laughs> taking ballroom dancing classes investing in that identity and pretty much absorbing it and making it part of him is what really makes fandango work and um it exploded yeah it's yeah. it's huge and, and good for him too i mean i think it like uh i, I think it's, it saved his job and um not only saved his job is super entertaining yeah, it's very interesting. It's a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, I am Alex Rude asks, has John ever intentionally stiff shot someone in a match because he doesn't like them? No. Uh, he's right here, Scott. Yeah. Why don't you just ask him? I don't know. Well, he's balling up his fist right now. <laughs> uh. You don't seem like that type of guy. No. Um, the only time I've ever in- intentionally hit someone hard in a match is if I thought they hit me hard. And it's kind of uh, – it's not an intentional, like, with malice hit. It's like a, like it's like a, a hey, 
wake up, stop that. Yeah, like because don't hit me like, so hard. We're doing, we're in this together. Even though I'm trying to beat you. Can I? I would have sounded a lot cooler, like, in my mind. But, like, you know, like, hey, like, you can't hit me in the in the ear or in the back of the head because, like, I can hit you back, too. But, like, let's let's be real about this. This is this is a pro wrestling match. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to so kill each other. So it's kind of like a clarification. Yeah. Can I add on to that question? Since it's funny yeah. you mentioned that, even though I'm not tweeting, I'm going to I'm gonna shove myself in here. Like, Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff oh. Carrier. <laughs> yeah. Out of your mind. Yeah. This is at Twitter handle, at the Jeff C. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is where that question's coming from. That's actually my real Twitter you handle. You know what would be great? Nice. Instead of you, that's like, uh, I, I didn't have a question. I just yeah. wanted to get that there. <laughs> what is this Twitter thing? Um, like, I'm thinking about, like, like at, when I was uh, – when I was boxing and stuff, um, you're sparring with a guy and they tell you, I right, go in to spar 50% and you're going 50% to start. And then one guy hits you 60%. You hit him 65%. Next thing you know, he hits you 70% within the first round. You guys are hundred percent going at it because it just escalates. Does yeah. that happen in your matches too? Yeah. Some, sometimes that does happen. You and guys um, end up just like legitimately fighting, even though you don't like dislike each other, obviously it just gets to that point. Sometimes that happens. And sometimes like, sometimes when that does happen, when you're watching the match back, you're like, those are the best parts. Yeah, because well, it's like, real, right? It's not. Yeah. So exactly. it's it adds an intensity to the match and sort of, do you feel like as a viewer after watching it afterwards, it somehow raised not just the stakes, but the intensity and the viewers sort of feel like, oh, wow, this match just went to the next level? Definitely. And um, ultimately, like, if you, can, if you can have that happen without really trying to have someone hurt you or hurt them, then that's when you're at the next level. That's when you're always interesting to watch. But, like, if you're... If you're really trying to break someone's nose, then um, I wouldn't want to work with somebody who was trying to break my nose. If someone's yeah. trying to hit me like as hard as they can in like in the side of the head, then yeah. <laughs> 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 but like it, it, it's it's different, you know. I mean, if uh, but that definitely I will say definitely happens. Yeah. Well, it's, it's seems- just kind of inevitable sometimes. I think like I mean, Christ, you're in front of what thirty thousand people, fifty thousand, twenty thousand people, like. It seems just like that, showmanship, you know? It seems like that clarification and the showmanship really seems like it's important. You can raise the stakes. The percentage level can shift and keep gr- growing and growing. Well, there's like but a, you're a team. Well, there's a physical together. exertion effort that yeah. like can go up to 100%. But then outside of that, there's like there's, there's also like, like a pride factor, skill, right? Like that you can you can you can f- take someone down and like uh, I can do an amateur wrestling takedown and try 100% to take someone down and counter their counters. But then there's also like outside of that, I mean, you could put someone in an armbar and like pop their elbow, and and if you did that, then, yeah, then I think yeah. you would have. Then I mean, you've just gone from. Then you're a dick. You've gone <laughs> yeah. from showman to just dick. Yeah, and then then you just broke someone's arm who let you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, also you're still uh, you're still holding yourself up for a choke slam. I mean, you're still doing. You're still participating with the other person opposed to engaging right. the other person. Right. In combat. And that line like gets crossed rarely. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, man, when you're sparring in a boxing gym, there's no one watching you except the two of you guys, and even yeah. like your ego gets in the way of that. No, <laughs> like, well, well, and also I, whatever, I whatever you're just, dealing with that day, and yeah. you know, whatever you're trying yeah, yeah. to sort of struggling with inside yourself. Well, as like, soon as you get, yeah, as soon as, and as soon as you get popped in the head, yeah. Like, but then, like the first time you wrestle, like, do you ever like walk out in the ring in front of fifteen thousand people, and be like, <laughs> 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 you know? Well, not not really, because when like when you're wrestling, like, uh, it's not the first time you you've wrestled. I mean, to to get into the ring in front of 15,000 people, I mean, you've been in hundreds or thousands of rings, small, yeah. smaller rings in front of smaller crowds to get to that point. Touche. And to close us off here for Jerk Tweets, Wrestling Memes, good friend of the show, uh, asks, uh, 
John Morrison, you should really uh, get Make-A-Wish Charlie in there. I'm pretty sure it would make his day. Now, who's that? Uh, Make-A-Wish Charlie is this kid. Uh, he shows up on the podcast. I got to apologize right now because I might get mad. This kid makes me mad. He wants to be. This is a Make-A-Wish kid? He's a Make-A-Wish kid. I often bring Charlie. him onto the show because I like helping people and I like children to be feel like they have can have a full and enriching life even if they don't have. And full capabilities. He's, yeah, he's so a, he's, he's a make-wish kid, and he makes... He's in a wheelbarrow. He's, he's oh, a wheel... There's, there's no reason to describe a child that he's in a wheelbarrow. I'm we prepping just, John. I'm, yeah, well, don't be surprised. But anyway, what Scott's trying to tell you is I'm Scott confused. gets pissed about this kid not knowing his wrestling. I don't think he anyone should ever be pissed at a kid, though. I, but yeah, that's what I... That's how he I wants to be in wrestling. He doesn't know much about it, and he just thinks he deserves to be in there. He's I think a kid. All right. Well, hey, John, he'd probably really like to meet you. I know Steve set it up on. for him like, to be here. Let's bring him on the show. Go get Charlie. John, I just want to apologize because I don't want to fly off the handle. Hi. Is this? It's Make-A-Wish Charlie. John, uh, Make-A-Wish Charlie's here. It's, nice. it's super cool to meet you. Hi. Make-A-Wish Charlie, do you, do you want a picture? Yes, yeah, picture I'll, I'll take a picture. Good. I think that was very simple. All I'll right, get him yeah, out of here before you to... guys yell at him. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I tried to keep my cool. I just I, I, thought... I thought you were gonna get more angry. I didn't. I thought I was too. I thought he was gonna mistake you for someone else entirely. I, I really did. I thought I thought he might have called you Kamala for all things. I don't oh, know. Oh man, Kamala's here. No, he's not here. Charlie, look, you. It's Ooh. Kamala have a have a music career these days. I think so. I he's think an he's an R and B a... singer. Why do you know that? <laughs> Why do you know that? I'm sorry, John. I'm mad now. Of all the things that you know, Charlie, why is that the fucking thing that you know? My dad produced his album. All right, get out of here. I want Charlie out of here. Okay, I'm getting him out of here. Get him out of here. All right, I'm wheeling him out. John, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a Thanks, pleasure uh, having you. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I was going to ask you to tell an embarrassing wrestling story that we've all been sharing on the show, but that sounds like I think the Brock we all story. just shared that embarrassing yeah, wrestling was, story. Yeah. And the Brock Lesnar story. So uh, thanks. Uh, check out John's project. And you're on Twitter at The Real Morrison. Check out my fitness products that I have been doing with Jeff since 2010. Jeff, Jeff Carrier, right over there, everybody. Yes, sir. Yeah, see? I wasn't just pretending. Yeah, you were. <laughs> John was actually pointing. Yeah. yeah. That's Out of Your Mind Fitness at www.ooymfitness.com. You can follow Out of Your Mind Fitness on Twitter and read all of our, mostly Jeff's, tweets at <laughs> OOYM Fitness or check out Out of Your Mind Fitness on Facebook at. Facebook.com. OOYM Fitness. And YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash OOYM Fitness. Subscribe, like, and uh, comment on the videos. Thank you very much, John, and thank you, Jeff. Thank you. You see, that's what we do. We get big name interviews. John Morrison returned to the podcast. Hard hitting. And like I said, I didn't even have to prompt him for that embarrassing wrestling story. It just came out. The Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle uh, skateboarding story. I am a big fan of that. That scares me. Yeah, that's scary just to hear and just from an aside. It's like Back to the Future Two. That story. It, how so? Like he, <laughs> Marty ran into Biff. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's like it's like Biff from all time. Brock Lesnar is the ultimate Biff Tannen. Yeah, they need to make a Back to the Future Four where Tom Wilson plays Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. You mean Brock Lesnar plays uh, Tom Wilson? Well, I'd prefer Tom Wilson to do it, just because I enjoy him. I'd so love much. to see Tom Wilson as Biff Tannen being like a cop or like having his body shop, and Brock Lesnar is like, yeah, no, he's not a cop. He's running his body shop, 
his auto detailing shop. You know the ones with the matches? And he's wearing that Adidas sweatsuit at the end. And Brock Lesnar is the other guy wearing a sweatsuit <laughs> who also works there. And they got to solve mysteries around town, around Sunnyvale. All right. I'm... Or Lone Pine Mall. Or Twin Pine Mall, depending on Not, what yeah, happens. Yeah, depending on which alternate universe you're in. Yes, that's right. Uh, so that was a lot of fun talking with John again. Um, that seemed a little odd. Didn't it, was he picking a fight with Seth? I don't know. That I was know. a little weird. I I, it seemed like uh, oh, it seems like a dart was thrown. The towards, first dart. Yeah, the first dart was thrown. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm just speculating. I, I went hearing back, hearing it back. I just uh, maybe maybe cocked my head like a dog. Like hmm? uh, I don't know why I wanted to say this, but I had to do an audition for a Shakespeare commercial or something. That's where you were today. That's right? where I was today. And the way you said that made me think of, uh, so they speak an iambic pentameter. Yes. Uh, and Which I barely know what it is. And so I've been trying to like rehearse all this Shakespeare stuff. I didn't rehearse anything. I just uh, sort of pretended to be overdramatic. And the only thing. Pretended. The only thing. Yeah, pretended. I The way I described it to Scott was, I am supposed to be an overdramatic Shakespearean actor. So I just tried to be a Shakespearean actor and naturally my overdramaticness sort of sh- shone through. Uh, Take that, Kenneth Branagh. My only preparation for this sh- for for the Shakespeare was saying iambic pentameter and then saying uh, didactic spectrometer. Like that's the only thing I can think to. There's to, a tag team name: iambic pentameter and spectral. Uh, no, the didactic one. That didactic spectrometer. Yeah. Are they gynecologists? Yep. All right. They sure are. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Sorry, that story went fucking nowhere. Well, did you get the gob? 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 Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? No. I, I hate going to auditions. Did you wink afterwards? Oh, shit. I didn't give him the code to give me the job. <laughs> yeah, like, so, I get you. I like this one. Wink. Yeah, Scott is part of the Freemasons, so he knows that whenever you go on an audition, it's always important to wink at the end so that they know that you're in the club. Or to let the lady present... Uh, know that you're DTF. Yeah, which I always do by peeling a banana without using my hands. Yeah, <laughs> man, you've got you've got really strong knees. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, you mentioned that Daniel Bryan um, main event from Raw a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I I wanted to stop you because it. You wanted to talk about it now. Well, no, no, no. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it up at all. It's. Uh, have you seen our uh, general manager today? Oh, uh, is it? Do you think it's because Jack Swagger lost in under ten minutes at the beginning of that yeah, gauntlet he match? Yeah, he was the first guy and got eliminated super quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, things are tough right now, and good shows need f- good victims. Hey guys, here's strawberries. Oh, uh, hey Jack, thanks for your thing. Your strawberries, your locks, and your bagels. Thanks, and thanks for cutting off the stems off all these strawberries. I really appreciate oh, it. That's, uh, I know that's the way you like it, Steve Scrotum. <laughs> thanks, man. Hey, uh, how you doing? Saw that loss on Raw on Monday. God, why, why did you just come out with it like that? What was that all about? Hey, hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. You know when your mother dies? I'll just go, hey, so your mother's dead, huh? The giver of life to you? She's dead. Hey, man, I didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. Son I didn't, of a bitch. Was that, was, Son of a bitch. I, you know, I'm sure Are every... you a wasp? What? Are you a wasp? A white Anglo-Saxon? Wait. No, I mean the insect. No. Steve, are you an insect? Are you a wasp? No, I'm not an insect. Well, see, that's funny, because what you said sure did sting. 
All right, Jack. Look, let me. It sung, Jack. Like a son of a bitch, Jack. I'm sorry. Let me let me start over. Okay? Shit. It was yes. very it was very cool to see you in the main event on Raw on Monday. Deserved. What? Deserved. <laughs> what is that word? Deserved. 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 Jesus. Uh. I'm not saying Jesus. I'm saying deserved. I am have like I don't know if I'm having a stroke. I am having a lot of trouble understanding you today. I know, why? 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 Jumps up my ass. <laughs> I am not. Don't jump up my ass. You scrotum. I I was in a match on Raw. There's a lot of pressure. Yes, Deb, Cesaro. You know, and then Ryback comes in and. Ugh, Man, you don't know what it's like. You're right. I don't know what it's Stop like. Stop jumping up my ass. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be jumping up your ass. I look. I thought it. Yeah. I thought it was an awesome story. I thought it was a very cool story. Look. I tried to win. No, I know. I think it was great. I think you were an awesome opponent, especially in this and that storytelling on Raw. I think that was cool. I think you were a, you were the. Uh, almost like the the archers before the spearmen mar- march in. Do you know what I mean? Like if it no, was no, I war- have no idea what you're talking. Look, Mister Shakespeare, I don't know what his archers and spearmen. I saw Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and that's about the extent of it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dig that stuff. There was two archer battles, right, in a Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. There was the first one, and then there was the one where all the bad guys march on their hideout. It was a long time ago. I'm sorry, you you brought it up. I remember the Morgan Freeman speech. He has a speech? Like, Christian, my, my yeah, God. Yeah. It was a fight. Fight. Who's Robin Hood? Oh. And no. then everybody gets all excited because they're like, hey, Morgan Freeman. He's going to be really big someday. Hey, uh, that witch wasn't burning. That's what Zeb Coulter. Zeb Coulter is my Morgan Freeman and Robin Hood Princess Eves. And, and he rallies me to fight, and I got all gussied up. I did my hair. So is Daniel Bryan Alan Rickman? Is that the Sheriff of Nottingham? Yeah, and I, I want to cut his heart out with a spoon. Why Why a spoon? Because it's dull. <laughs> it's dull, Steve Scrotum. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. That was a good one. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know what was really good? What? When you brought up how I lost right away when I see you, when I bring you a strawberry. I, you know what? That box. was Jack Jack Swagger. That was inappropriate. Jumping up my ass. Hey, but how about Cesaro? What a fantastic showing. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I just, I tired Dana Bryan out. Yeah, well, you I did. did. I laid you the groundwork. You definitely laid the groundwork. I should get the credit for that. You know, there's something about a gauntlet match that is so exciting because the stakes raise with every sort of pinfall. And I feel like you did your part and it really raised the stakes in that. Yeah, but I was the first loser. Yeah, but imagine if it had been a gauntlet match and you'd beat Daniel Bryan. I mean, it would have been good for you, but in terms of Raw, you would have had a very disappointed Texas audience. No, well, screw them. I'm a Sooner. I'm an Oklahoma guy. Oh, that's right. You are a Sooner. Yeah, that's why I did it. I went to the crowd and I went to Horn Town and went, Ugh. Oh, you did that? I did that. Oh, man. You weren't even watching my match. I, it's true. I actually was, uh, I was I was typing during your match and then once you got beat, I was like, hey, whoa, Were you Cesar. tweeting for the show? Yes. Were you tweeting for I was tweeting. Why'd was... you look away when I said that? What? Why'd you look away? That's how I remember things. You are jumping up into my all-American ass. I'm sorry, Jack. Hey, Jack, can I ask you a few questions about Raw? You can ask me questions about Raw. All right. Uh, Is hey, your mother dead? No, she's not. Well, can I ask you questions about your mother that's alive? Uh, What, you want to quid pro quo on this? I just want to say, like, hey, wouldn't that be nice to ask about your mom, like, how she's doing and everything? Just keep it nice. All right. Instead of jumping up my ass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Jeez. Um, hey, 
how mean was it when Paul Heyman said, my new best friend, Brock Lesnar, to CM Punk? How great was that? Like, how evil and terrible? Well, I think that's a fair thing to say. Because right now, you know who's my new best friend? Who? Scott. Scott Narver? Yeah, Scott Nutsack. Because he's not jumping up into my ass. And John Morrison's my new best friend, too. Because... He was just very nice. We shook hands. We spoke a little bit about the biz. That's right. You guys know. Oh, you- and he didn't jump up my ass. Scott, would you say something? Seth Carrier was a nice fella, too. Also a new best friend of mine. Because as athletic as he is, and probably as high as a vertical leap as that man has, didn't jump in my ass. I'm sorry, Jack. And Scott, I wish you'd say something. You just crossed your hands and been nodding this whole time. I don't want to jump up his ass. Yeah, so you're just going to stay quiet the whole time? I am going to enjoy the rest of my Thai food. All right, fine. Can I have that wonton? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a big lock on your t-shirt across the United States. How are you supposed to have Thai food if you don't want anybody coming in? Because it's in America. I didn't order Thai food from Thailand. God damn you and your logic. It's like talking to a brick wall, you just, you bigots. Yeah, you know what? I'll put a brick wall across this podcast right here so that way you can't come over. Yeah, you know what? It sounds like you need a brick wall in your underpants so I don't jump up your ass. That would be great. I would love that. So you didn't jump up into my swag All right, well, why don't you get onto Etsy or something and see if you can make yourself something. Is that like a train? Like the BART in San Francisco? Oh, the Bay Area Rapid Transit? Etsy? Yeah. Is that what that is? Ergotronic Transport. Seriously. <laughs> what is it? I'm just... Etsy, it's it like shot in the dark. Really? It's like a it's like a craft website where you can Oh, build. like the cheese? I love me some craft singles. No, like uh I'm me some craft singles. Hey, those are for guests. Uh what am I doing right now? Guesting on the podcast. You're right. So Tomorrow. those craft singles are for Jack Swagger. Okay. Don't make me mad because I'll go dark swagger on you. Don't no, it's fine. That's I'll fine. go dark swagger and I'll jump in your ass. Nah, please don't. I'll jump up in your ass. Please don't. All right. Thanks for coming on, Jack. Hey, sure thing, guys. Have a small time. <laughs> man, oh, what a great main event. It was a great main event. Oh, man. Like, I haven't been that excited during Raw in a very long time. And, like, the CM Punk-Lesnar segment, like, ooh, the Heyman stuff was great. Gets us excited for SummerSlam because we're going. I'm Yeah, hey, where, where do you want to sit? Um, In the building. Okay. Uh, God, I'm just really excited for SummerSlam. As you should be. Uh, last year, I missed it because my sister got married. Well, it, everything's worked out, right? Yeah. When is SummerSlam this year? Uh, August 18th? August 19th? 17th? I think it's the 18th. Listeners right now are screaming at me um, of what the correct date is. And Get back to John Morrison! Talk to him more! That's all of it. Uh, the 18th of August of 2013 on a Sunday. August 18th. Yeah, man, I'm so excited to go. Like, that is such a... We're going to get a little posse together. Yeah, that's one of the best things about living in Los Angeles is knowing that SummerSlam is going to be at Staples. That's kind of nice. Yes, and choosing whether or not you want to go. Yes, I'm, I could watch it at home or I could go. So There's a new baby! So I think we're going to go and... We're going to get a little group together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's it's gonna it's building up to be a good show. Those two matches alone, the title match and uh, Punk and uh, Lesnar, and sold. Are they, they're building towards perhaps a Sandow and Rhodes, right? Oh, yeah, that too. I hope that's not the kickoff match. That'd be unfair. Yeah, I feel like what I like now is you sort of have this element of 
wow, you have somebody who could be in the title picture, but then you have them like have things that don't feel like throwaway feuds. Like Cody Rhodes and Sandow could have been feuding even without even a briefcase in the picture. You know what I mean? Yes. So the fact that they've they have them together feels it's very big. It raised those stakes that you love so much. I love it when stakes are just out of my reach. They're those delicious, delicious stakes. Um, what? A, oh, and then probably Shield and the Usos, right? Maybe with Mark Henry. Uh, what? Uh, Mark Henry is an honorary Uso and has to do the war dance with them. That'd be pretty cool. Or he would just sort of, he would cross his arms As and just nod like, his head. Yo, just puppets, puppets, you puppets, uh, puppets. I'm strong. That, I, I assume that's what he would do. I don't really know. I mean, I'd hate to, I'd hate to speak I'll bad. I'll tell you. Oh, no. I'll tell you. Oh, no. I'll tell you. Oh, God. Mark Henry in the house. Everybody, Mark Henry's here. Um, what did I just say? Mark Henry in the house. I know, but I'm a host of the show. I thought, I, I thought I'd let everybody know that Mark Henry's here. I don't have a lot of time, Scott Novacicius. That works out for me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I just wanted to say, hey. Don't count down with your fingers. What? Because I fear this that you This is you'll... all the time you got till I'm gone. Yeah, I had but something I had to tell you. I just don't want you to bunch up your hand and then punch me. Oh, yeah? Running out of time, throw this big old fist in your face. Okay, I don't Are you it. like a big old chocolate cake that's going to knock you out? <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome. That really does sound really awesome. Yes, sir. That sounds like something on Saturday morning cartoons when I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A delicious KO. A, a chocolate cake that knocks me out. Yeah, a lot of people, you can think about it, I could punch people just as hard as the big show. I'm sure you can. You should be able to do it better because you're the world's strongest man i'm the world's strongest man all right the world's biggest heart but hey you're supposed to be kind of a good guy now so don't don't pick on us okay hey, i don't know where i stand you don't know where you stand yeah i'm a good guy or i'm a bad guy please, i'm certainly popular please be a good guy just it'll be less destruction to us and to the aside from podcast. your own personal fears, Scott Nava and Steve Sears. What do you think? Should I be a good guy, good guy, or a bad guy? Good guy. Really? Yes. You really think yes. it's going to be a better show if I'm a good guy? Mm-hmm. You were talking about Big my show, right? Big cake. No, oh, come on. All right. <laughs> no, because I don't want you to put any icing on it. Everybody has to lick it off. No, because you you were hanging out with Orton. I don't want you putting any pet icing on your chocolate cake. Oh man, that's just that's gross. You think I got Dookie all in my hands? <laughs> man, that's chocolate frosting. That is metaphorical chocolate ass kicking frosting. Why don't you go pick up Randy Orton for getting shit everywhere? Maybe I will. There, you've rested your elbow in Randy Orton shit. It's on our desk. Oh man, that's all over my salmon coat. I, hey. You should beat up Randy Orton for that. All right. I'm going to go to your green room and get myself one of those delicious craft singles. Okay. Hope there's some there. I hope so, too. I hope Jack Swagger didn't eat them all. Yeah, you better not be here when I get back if there ain't no cheese. I, I don't want to be. I want to wrap up the show. All right. Well, I got to get back on the road. You know, raw on Monday. Right. Every Monday. Every Monday. Don't seem so upset about that. I'm a big man with a big heart. Okay. Yeah, you're a big guy. Have some cheese, big guy. It'll be good for your heart. All right. I'm going to give you a hug before I go. Both of you. No, 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 no. go. No, 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 no. Scott, squeeze out the bottom like snakes. See you later. There's more shit on the desk now. 
Oh, you. Well, we both shit on the desk yeah, when we got hugged. He scores me too hard. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Oh. I'm picking up what you're what you're tubing out. Oh, God. I'm picking up the cable you're laying down. <laughs> well, hopefully we have. No, no, no. One more shit joke. <laughs> okay. I'm blank. Well, hopefully. Uh, I'm empty. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, Swagger will clean all this up by the time we get out of here. So that is it. Uh, curtain jerks. We have had John Morrison on this episode. I went to Comic Con. We talked about Headlocked, the last territory comic book that you can check out at headlockedcomic.com. Uh, and go uh, support their Kickstarter. So many things in John stuff. Out of your mind fitness. So many things to check out. And of course, what helps us out, all you new listeners out there, you like the show? You listen to the show? You want more guests on the show? We've got a couple more in the pipeline. We've had people reach out to us asking us to come to their events. It's very exciting. Very exciting. If you want these things to happen and more, you know what's going to help? Rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I can't emphasize that enough. That is huge. That gets us out to more listeners. And people look at that rating, and it's a big thing. It takes two minutes of your time. It's super quick and easy to do. We just had a couple more. You sound like the Fonz. Do I? Yeah. Uh, Good. Super quick and easy. Super quick and easy. You're going to enjoy this. If you don't do it, I'll get my buddies who will date rape you in my van. I didn't watch Happy Days. Yeah, I don't think you did. I didn't see Breaking Bad. I, I didn't see Happy Days. I assume it's all the same. Meth and, and date rape. Yeah, that's that's the Happy Days. I knew it. See? So, please do that. It helps us out so much. And tell your friends about the show. It, it, it It's getting bigger and better every day. So, thank you so much, guys. For Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. Scott, what a great show today. One of the best. Always the best. Great bests. If you want to get interactive with Curtain Jerks, which I know you do, Steve. I, absolutely. That would be another great best thing to do. Go to Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks. Hey, that's a great place to see photos of you with wrestlers and interact with stupid. us. I look stupid. Hey, you look pretty classy. But yeah, get interactive with us. You can talk with us on there. We post matches, photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Is there another way we can interact with our fans? We can. We can interact with all these jerks at Twitter. Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks. What a great Twitter handle. We tweet all the time. We, we tweet at breakfast. Tweets. We do live tweets of shows, live tweets of live events. I should wake up for breakfast. Yeah, you should. You could tweet it. And of course, listening to Curtain Jerks is massively important listen to curtain jerks on comedy podcast network.com stitcher radio and itunes all free rate and review us on itunes makes oh, a big difference that's to us. huge yes yeah, huge fantastic. makes us a global phenomenon you have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.